Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Do you want a bra that's sexy or a bra that's comfortable? Thanks to Third Love, you can have both. Third Love was started to take all the frustration, ick, and ugh out of bra shopping. That's why they make solutions for every bra problem, aka problems. Their bras make it easy to bring back perkiness you haven't seen since high school, get smoothing you know where, and have straps that actually stay put. Designed at their headquarters in San Francisco and made from premium materials, they put every style through hours of wear testing on real women, including themselves, before it's given the stamp of boob approval. Comfort and support are guaranteed. Plus, whether you're a double A cup or an H cup, their virtual fitting room will help you find your perfect fit fast. And they've even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit right. It's time to get your problems solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get 15% off your order with code PODCAST15. We are special breakfast people here at Pantsu Politics, but not just when Beth and I are on the road. The truth is, I want something warm from the oven every Saturday morning and Sunday morning. It's just the truth. It makes it feel special, makes it feel exciting. I don't want to work at it. So the first time I ever saw Wild Grain, which is bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries, I was obsessed. You guys, I've been a member for over a year. It's amazing. It's so easy. Every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. You can fully customize your wild grain box. You can choose any combination of breads, pastas, pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. And for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com pantsuit to start your subscription. Sometimes I make one single croissant just for me because I want to feel special and they're so good. You heard me. Free croissants in every box. And $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash pantsuit. That's wildgrain.com slash pantsuit. Or you can use promo code pantsuit at checkout. What happens when politics is your side hustle? I'm here with Paducah Mayor Brandy Harless talking about the economics of public service. This is Sarah from the left and Beth from the right. You're listening to Pantsuit Politics. No shouting, no insults, plenty of nuance. And welcome to another episode of Pantsuit Politics. Today, I'm here with Paducah Mayor Brandy Harless, and we are going to talk about when politics is your side hustle. We were inspired by a Topic.com article that we'll put in the show notes called When Politics is Your Side Hustle, and also by all the really interesting conversation going on around Congresswoman-elect Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and her sort of talking about how she can't really afford to live in D.C. yet and all the the ins and outs of how much Congress people get paid, how much civil servants get paid or yeah, local public servants get paid. And so we thought we would come over here on Pansy Politics and share our conversation about when politics is your side hustle. Welcome, Mayor. Hi, thank you for having me. So first off, I thought we could talk about how much you and I make as a mayor and a city commissioner in quote unquote part-time jobs. Mayor, how many hours a week do you think you work at this 
quote unquote part-time job? <laughs> well, recently I started tracking my time like you um, suggested with life cycle. And it turns out that in just my physical location, I'm around 45 to 50 hours a week. Oh, wow. In physical locations that are attributed to city work. And then, of course, as we've mentioned before, that doesn't include emailing, phone calls, text messaging, all those things. You're at 45 to 50 hours just like on meetings and being in City Hall? Yeah. Dang. Wow. <laughs> That's impressive. Mine was a lot less than that, obviously, because I'm not the mayor, even though we're a city board of commissioners <laughs> supposed to be equal. It's not really because you're more than just a figurehead. Mine's probably leaning on physical locations, probably about 40 hours a month. But then if you add in the, well, and it, it can vary too. You know, some weeks it's like 20 hours a week in physical meetings. But then when you add in the email, text messaging, conversations, I would say I'm creeping up at probably around 20, 30 hours a week for the, the part-time gig. And so how much does a mayor of Paducah get paid? <laughs> well, on paper, it tells me that I was going to make around twenty-seven, twenty-eight thousand dollars $28,000. But on my taxes in 2017, I filed $19,000 in income. Wow. Yeah, that's, I think mine is like twenty two or 23000 so it probably shakes out. Now, we do get benefits. We're able to get right. out to the insurance, the city insurance, which is really nice. And then I'm definitely going to miss that now that I will not be politicking as my side hustle next year. And then we get some 401k contribution, but we have to serve for five, is it five and a half years in order for the matching from yeah. the city government to best. So, I mean, we get to keep our money, but we don't get the matching funds from the city until we've served a certain amount of time. Right. And I think that, I think that most of my... Like when I said I was supposed to get like twenty seven, twenty eight thousand, most of the difference between that and the nineteen that I actually got was paying for health insurance. Oh, so yeah, even that though makes health sense. insurance isn't is available, <laughs> it's definitely not free. Yeah, no, that's totally true. Yeah, that's totally true. I mean yeah. you, you we pay for it. And I pay, I definitely paid a lot extra out because I put my kids on the insurance. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about We've talked about the economic, small economic game from a side hustle. And this article is crazy. I mean, you had you had guys making, let's see, who was it that was a pizza delivery? The Arkansas state representative was a pizza delivery man because they get $40,000 a year as a state representative. So that's all he got from being a state rep in Arkansas. So he supplemented his income with delivering pizza. So what is your... What's your main hustle to supplement your side hustle that's 45 to 50 hours a week? <laughs> I think that's the point. This is hilarious. I think that the thing about it is, is that you end up having lots of hustles because I didn't Word. come into this job with like my own full-time gig at mm -hmm. some corporation that just paid me a regular paycheck. I came into this entrepreneurially. And so my husband and I own a property that we renovated on Broadway. We run two small businesses out of it. So I'm very busy with that. One's a gym, one's a bar. And then I also have a startup company in the digital health space that I'm still working to get off the ground and um, have co-founders with that. And we travel a lot for it. So I have like a couple hustles. And so it's absolutely insane to think I was just telling someone this morning about like the weaving in and out of the headspace. Yeah. You know, like you start and stop one gig and then you start and stop another gig and how hard that is. Yep. Um, but I'm determined to prove that it could be done. Just finished A Court of Thorns and Roses and craving another fantasy world to devour? Dipsy's got you. Dive into spicy enemies to lovers' tales or embark on an epic romance between immortal fae and sworn foes. They've got fantasy romance stories perfect for your morning walk, late night, or long bath. 
Dipsy is an app full of short, spicy audio stories. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. Discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. And there's a growing library of fantasy series with werewolves, Greek gods and goddesses, Regency-era historical fiction, and fairy smut to explore the bounds of your pleasure. New content is released every week, so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash pantsuit. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipseastories.com slash pantsuit. dipseastories.com slash pantsuit. If you're looking for a very quick salon quality, but not salon priced manicure, Olive and June has you covered. We've talked about Olive and June's Manny system before. It has everything that you need for a professional manicure in one box, salon grade tools, your choice of six polishes. Those polishes are gonna last you for seven days or more. The cost breaks down to about $2 a manicure. Olive and June also has press-ons if you want. What I love though, is that Olive and June each season is coming out with new colors. And I just got a set of spring and summer colors in quick dry polish. And they say this dries in about a minute. It seemed dry to me in about 30 seconds. It was not kidding about being quick dry. I also love the light colors in this set. There is a huge range. My favorite one is called Kitten. It's like a pinkish gray. The quick dry polish gives you full coverage in one or two coats. It lasts for more than five days and it is offered in more than 40 cruelty-free and vegan polishes. Olive and June just understands what's happening in our lives, that we need to move quickly, but we want to look great and feel great and have fun in the process. Visit oliveandjune.com slash pantsuit for 20% off your first system. That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E dot com slash P-A-N-T-S-U-I-T for 20% off your first Manny system. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Can I get something off my chest? Every day I feel a little pang of sadness. Because I think about Griffin going away to college. Y'all, he's a freshman in high school. This is not healthy or normal. This is why I have it on my list of things to talk to my therapist about. We all carry around these things, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us. Therapy is a safe space to get these things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. You gotta get it off your chest. And you can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash pantsuit today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash pantsy. Well, and I think that's the problem, even calling it a side hustle, because the idea is like uh, what that 30 percent of my brain can uh, can stay focused on city commission work 100 percent of the time. And, you know, what, 50 percent, you know, 30 percent of my brain stays focused on my kids 100 percent of the time. And then let's see, I've even lost the thread of the math. 40 percent of the time it stays focused on pantsy politics as if, you know, any of those jobs never require 100 percent of my focus. Like it just I think the idea that you have side hustles and that you especially something as all consuming as public service, you can sort of just pay attention to it for a little while and then go back to the to your main job. I mean, previously in Paducah's history, it was mainly 
retired people serving as mayor. We had the mayor before you was a hairdresser who owned her own business. But I think that that's the sort of misnomer and the the crazy position we put people in is that you can't it's not it's not possible to do that. You know, that job takes 100 percent of your focus so often. And I always felt like I was constantly behind in every area. You know, like I was constantly Mm -hmm. nothing was getting 100 percent of my attention in the way it deserved. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I always say that when people ask me, you know, is the mayor job a full-time job or part-time job? My classic statement is that it's a full-time effort, part-time pay job. Mm -hmm. And it's just real. I mean, I'm always have my mayor's hat on all the time. And so I, I think that especially in the local public office, having those full-time salaries are super important in our community because we have a city manager form of government. I think the argument has been made several times that, well, the mayor doesn't really need to be doing all the day-to-day work uh, because you have a city manager form of government. But the reality is that the mayor's job is different than the city manager's mm-hmm. job. It still requires all your effort to be good at it. Yep. So I don't know. what it, I, don't, I haven't actually dug around. My curiosity is that what is the history of this? Why have we overwhelmingly said that we weren't going to pay public servants well? Do yeah. we, is there some kind of misnomer that we think it's going to prevent them from being lifelong politicians? I mean, I'm just kind of curious, like, what? What's the impetus behind that? Have we just not raised the salaries? Because, you know, in in local government, we have to raise our own salary. Mm -hmm. So that's a political nightmare to bring your own salary to the table and ask people to raise it. Well, I mean, I think it's, you know, it's what we always talk about on Pantsy Politics. We have to think about what we want. And honestly, even if you don't want people who become career politicians, let's say you just want the quote unquote every man to come and serve for a little while and then go back. Well, first of all, I don't know a lot of people with careers that offer you, you know, a two to four year sabbatical. Could could be a public servant and then come Mm -hmm. on back, especially if you can't pay your bills because the pay is so low. And I also don't know many people, you know, we had a conversation during one of our city commission debates where someone was like, you know, there's just representation in one area of town and we don't need at-large candidates. We need wards. But I don't know if the problem is not geographical. The problem is economical. I mean, how many people can afford, especially, I mean, I think you and I are the exception because we have entrepreneurial flexible work. But it still costs us so much to do this, to to not pay attention to something as entrepreneurial that requires really, in order to grow it, so much of your time and effort and energy. I mean, I think that it's who who can do this, who can afford to just tap out for a much lower pay to not be continually building their career or building their business. I just think that that's totally unrealistic. So what you get so often in not just local positions, but in Congress, but in staff people in Congress, is people of higher economic means because they have, that provides them the flexibility to do this work. And I think that's really right. detrimental to everybody. Yep. I agree. You end up having retired people or independently wealthy people. Yep. Those are the two demographics of people that you get. And so, you know, when we talk about empowering young people to be in office, Yeah, I'm sure there's a handful of young, independently wealthy people out there who can do the work, but I don't know that they make up the majority, that's for sure. And how do you have a good cross-section of people who are representing you? Well, here's the other thing. It's not just serving when you actually start to get paid. 
It's the year plus of running for office during which you yeah. certainly don't get paid. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the real uh, to me. That's the real stopping gate for so many people. That's the real gatekeeping that goes on is even if you can get up there and, you know, you're you can make it you can make it go on the lower public servant salary. Who the heck can afford to take time out from their job in the way that campaigns, even local campaigns, demands. I mean, I have no doubt that part of the reason I lost this time is that I could not afford, I did not have the time to campaign the way I did the first time. I just simply couldn't do it. There's just not enough hours in the day. I have three kids and an increasingly demanding job because of pantsuit politics and the book. I didn't have the time to campaign like I did. I mean, it's a massive amount of expending money. And if you are an entrepreneur or you own a business, when you're not like, let's even say you're a lawyer, if you're not working, you're not getting paid. And so, I mean, who can afford to do who can afford to campaign for? I mean, we had people on our women on our podcast. You know, you and I probably did it for a little less than a year the first time, January through November. But I mean, you're talking about people that have done it for like campaign for over a year, sometimes a year and a half, sometimes Mm. two years. I don't know how people can afford to do that, especially sort of your normal middle class people. Yeah, that's true. This is how all of our conversation y'all are getting to see a back the the background of how all our conversations go, which is me um expounding passionately with righteous anger about why everything is wrong and Brandy going, Okay, but let's really focus on a solution. It? How do we solve it? <laughs> why we made such a good team. Not like we have one right now. I know I know that's not even possible, but but my natural tendency as you know is to go into that. I don't know the answer, but I just wanted to pose the question because I think it's something that we have to think about as we watch politics change and we watch more people get involved. But is this sustainable is the question. Mm-hmm. You know, like even if you were to win and have won this time, and as I think about whether or not I'm going to run for office again in two years, is it sustainable? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. For me, it's probably not. I mean, honestly, like if I got really honest about it, I can't live off a $19,000 salary having taken the business risk that I've taken, you know, in my personal life. Right. And so it's it's not that realistic. But I will say that I think it's pretty cool that we have a lot of good examples, especially this last time around and during when you and I ran, of people who are kind of saying, you know what? And that's what you and I said pretty much. You know what? Even though we're smart enough to know this might be our reality, we're still going to do it anyway because mm-hmm. it's important. Yeah. And so, I mean, we're on the other side of it now, but I really appreciate people who kind of say what we said, which was, we're going to do this anyway, because we need to demonstrate to the world that there can be a different face and there can be someone different sitting at the table. And that I think has made such an impact, even though, you know, for you, it might only be two years for me, it might only be four. I believe that that made an impact, no doubt about it. And that is a sustainable impact. And you have such good impacts beyond even just our two races. I mean, the the one thing I think about over and over over again is the woman who ran, and I cannot remember her name right now, but she's the one who put the federal issue before the Federal Election Committee to at least have child care covered while you're running for office. Oh, I mean, yeah. That's huge. I mean, that was huge for me because we had Josie Raymond in Kentucky apply that at the Kentucky level. And I used it, man. I went to campaign events with my husband and I was able to reimburse from the campaign funds a babysitter. That's a massive impact for me. Like so often, I mean, that's a huge, huge burden on particularly young families running for office. And I mean, I thought about this a lot. I thought about particularly campaigning. Well, like, could you could you pay a candidate to campaign? But that would become so 
problematic. Yeah, I, I don't really know the answer. I've thought about it a lot because I do think it's it's problematic to look. I mean, there's just so few people who deserve different economic classes, different groups that deserve representation at the table, but who cannot afford to go and not work for a year and a half or even dramatically yeah. reduce their hours for a year and a half. Right. I don't know, Hunter, how much this could come in from the private side, though. I wonder if private companies could say, hey, we value this enough that we will, you know, in the same way we give you leave to care for a relative, we'll give you a certain type of leave to run for office. That would be a really cool solution. Uh-huh. Absolutely. I never thought about that one. And I appreciate you bringing up the child care example because that is like a tiny little policy change that makes a big difference that mm-hmm. I didn't even remember or think about. And that's what's going to have to happen. I mean, it, it reminds me of so many books, and I, I don't know if it's safe to, to talk about Sheryl Sandberg on your, <laughs> on your um, podcast, but like, but just thinking about that whole thing that when a woman's sitting in the seat, she makes the decisions that are going to impact other women. And it's the same thing. Like when a woman's running for office, she's going to be thinking about ways that is going to make her it easier for a woman to run for office. And I don't have children, but that childcare thing is such a yeah. good example of the small little changes over time. The parking lot thing, like we need pregnancy parking up close and no one had just ever asked before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Sarah and I have talked many times about our desire to age as gracefully as possible. And skincare is a huge piece of that. I spend a lot of time and money thinking about my skin and I have added ritual to my routine, which just gives me a lot of comfort. Ritual is here for us. They have created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted clinical studies. So we know it's working. They're taking the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual Hyacera is one of several ritual products that I love. I take the daily multivitamin, I take a probiotic and Hyacera is that once daily skincare supplement that is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. I recently met a friend for the first time in person as opposed to online. And we were discussing the fact that I am 43 and she said, I cannot believe how young you look. And I thought, thank you, Ritual, for that. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash pantsuit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash pantsuit for 25% off. There's not much worse than a dry energy scalp. Also, when you get your hair colored and then it does not last as long as you and your stylist discussed, it could be that unfiltered, mineral-filled water is the culprit. Hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin, and about 85% of the United States uses hard water, filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered shower head comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered shower head. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered shower head is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code PANTSUIT at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Do you want a bra that's sexy? 
or a bra that's comfortable. Thanks to Third Love, you can have both. Third Love was started to take all the frustration, ick, and ugh out of bra shopping. That's why they make solutions for every bra problem, aka problems. Their bras make it easy to bring back perkiness you haven't seen since high school, get smoothing you know where, and have straps that actually stay put. Designed at their headquarters in San Francisco and made from premium materials, they put every style through hours of wear testing on real women, including themselves, before it's given the stamp of boob approval. Comfort and support are guaranteed. Plus, whether you're a double A cup or an H cup, their virtual fitting room will help you find your perfect fit fast. And they've even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit right. It's time to get your problems solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get 15% off your order with code PODCAST15. Well, let's talk about, before we wrap up, let's talk about the other impacts of things, quote unquote, as your politics, as your side hustle and public service as a side hustle. Because I think that's the thing, too. It's not great. It's not well paid. Not that we're doing it for the money, but it's also incredibly stressful. What would you say? You know, we have a lot of listeners and a lot of women who've been on this podcast who've now successfully won their first election. What would you say to them as they start the public service part of this of this adventure? I mean, I think just in light of the conversations that you and I have been having since this election and since, you know, I'm going to be grieving you not being on a commission with me for the next <laughs> two years. But just uh, for me, it's about the pers- it's about perspective. And, you know, this more than anything, like I firmly believe that we as women have these special lady emotions that we have to use in in office, in public office. <laughs> and I mean, like, they mean a lot of things, a lot of different people. And I don't know why I've turned, you know, this coined this term lady emotions, but it just like came to me recently where I have just given myself permission to let those emotions um, be part of my experience and be part of the way that I approach things. Now, emotion, the word emotion has gotten a horrible rap in the business community and in the, in the politics community. But I do believe that there's something that women have that we can tap into. And most of that is empathy. And so, you know, you and I have been through it in the last couple of months, just getting hammered constantly by the loud, hopefully minority voice that just wants to be critical of everything. And not just critical, but sometimes hateful. And so I think that in order for us to continue to want to serve, we've got to put that in perspective somehow. Because it's too easy for us to say, you know what, this isn't worth it. And we're not going to keep putting ourselves through this. But to know and to realize that there's a whole other group of people that we have to be intentional about surrounding ourselves with that actually support us and believe we're doing good work. um, That's the part I haven't done enough of, but I Mm -hmm. firmly believe is how I'm going to survive the next two years and maybe even future into other political endeavors. So I hope that made sense, but that's been something I've really been thinking a lot about is how do I get intentional about surrounding myself with those people and not letting the the naysayers bash me down all the time? Because it takes a long time to recover from that. That's that's just the reality. Well, and it's so hard because there's a part of me that says, like, you have to be careful because you also don't want to get in a bubble where you're surrounding yourself with people who say, you know, you're doing a great job. Everybody loves everything you're doing. And that's dangerous in politics. And that's, you know, you can't. You have to, you have to, that's what I told somebody the other day. I was like, I don't know how you walk the line between not letting people, you know, let, letting the criticism in because you're, it's literally your job's dependent on understanding how people feel about you, whether they're right or fair or not, and not letting it 
personally take you down. I mean, I think so much about the Hillary Clinton's quote, which is you take criticism seriously, but not personally. But that mm-hmm. is it's very, very hard. It's very hard to listen to people say nasty things about you or and I guess that stuff you have to tune out. But I mean, even that, like you have to think about it as a barometer of a certain amount of discontent, you know. And so I think that that's what's so hard about this gig is that you can't just tune it out because it's, you know, you're asking people to vote for you. You have to know how people feel about you and not letting it really bruise you up personally. It's not it's not something I figured out yet. I'll be honest. (laughs) Well, and I think that that's the point is that this is not something that you probably wake up one day and just like, oh, I get it now. Mm -hmm. But it does remind me of this kind of notion that there is a big difference between the signal and the noise. Mm-hmm. And always looking for the signal is what I think you're alluding to a little bit, you know, yeah. and part of how to do that is what Hillary Clinton says is don't take it personally, but take it seriously. And most recently, you know, we've had an issue locally with um, this event that happened and uh, the route of this biker thing got changed. But immediately no one asked the question, like in the public, whose fault was this? They immediately went to that. It's the mayor's fault. Mm-hmm. And of course, I had nothing to do with it. But you know what I realized as I started entering into that, into that part of my mind that was like, okay, wait a second. What is the noise and what is the signal? The noise are all the people who don't stop before they think and, and, and type, right? Mm-hmm. That's the noise. The people who are using horrible words to describe me. The signal is that there's something wrong with the process by which the city supports events. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I am digging in on. And you know, but you have to be able to like let go of taking things personally in order to even look for the signal and then decide you're going to address the signal because it would be way safer for me just to be like, it wasn't my fault. Quit talking about it. I'm going to ignore it, but I'm here to solve problems. You know, like that's why I ran for office. And so me focusing on the signal and focusing on how to solve that problem, I think is going to make the ultimate impact. And it's bigger than me. It's not just me and about me. I'm trying to turn that into my reality and not just be like these like, you know, platitude words that I use, but to actually practice that harder to to do, easier to say. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think that's probably a good summation <laughs> for <laughs> public office generally. Easy to say, hard to do. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, Mayor, thank you for coming today on Pansy Politics and chatting with me about this. Oh, thanks for asking me. I wish you all the best in the next two years. I'm not, I'm not going anywhere necessarily in your personal life, but I will not be up there. You're my advisor now. Yeah. You have now been recruited. I have now, officially. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us for this conversation. We will be back in your ears on Tuesday. And until then, keep it nuanced, y'all. Dylan Garvin produces Pantsuit Politics every week. And thanks for making us sound better and smarter, Dylan. Elise Knapp is our production assistant, which means we could not live without her scheduling, organization, feedback, and creativity. Thank you so much, Elise. We couldn't make Pantsuit Politics without support from our listeners. Go to patreon.com slash pantsuitpolitics to learn how you can receive more nuance and help make the show better. Special thanks to our executive producers who have committed to supporting us in a major life-giving way. Tracy Putoff, Tim Miller, Cherry Haas, Sarah's husband, Nicholas Holland, and my husband, Chad Silvers. Learn more about our live events that we're involved in and what we're reading each week by signing up for our weekly newsletter at pantsuitpoliticsshow.com. And connect with us and members of the Pantsuit Politics community by following us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter.